Shall we turn our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 29 for a brief meditation this morning? Deuteronomy chapter 29. And we read verses um, 1 to 1 to 15. Deuteronomy chapter 29 verses 1 to 15. These are the terms of the covenant the Lord commanded Moses to make with the Israelites in Moab, in addition to the covenant he made with them at Horeb. Moses summoned all the Israelites and said to them, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord did in Egypt to Pharaoh, to all his officials and to all his land. With your own eyes you saw those great trials, those miraculous signs and great wonders. But to this day, the Lord has not given you a mind that understands, or eyes that see, or ears that hear. During the 40 years that I led, through, led you through the desert, your clothes did not wear out. Nor did the sandals on your feet. You ate no bread and drank no wine or other fermented drink. I did this so that you might know that I am the Lord your God. When you reached this place, Sihon king of Heshbon and O king of Bashan came out to fight against us, but we defeated them. We took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites, the Gearites and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Carefully follow the terms of this covenant so that you may prosper in everything you do. All of you who are standing today in the presence of the Lord your God, your leaders and the chief men, your elders and officials and all the other men of Israel, together with your children and your wives and the aliens living in your camps who chop your wood and carry your water, you are standing here in order to enter into a covenant with the Lord your God. A covenant the Lord is making with you this day and sealing with an oath to confirm you this day as his people that he may be your God as he promised you, as he swore to your fathers Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I am making this covenant with, his, with its oath not only with you who are standing here with us today in the presence of the Lord our God but also with those who are not here today. This is a renewal of the covenant that God made with Abraham, then with Moses on Mount Horeb. This is a covenant that God is bringing back to the people of Israel, asking them to commit themselves to this covenant, reinforcing the covenant, reminding them of the covenant that he already made with his people. And a covenant here that God initiated, he's requiring them to commit and be part of this covenant, to respond to this covenant so that the blessings of this covenant will be fulfilled in their lives. It is his will that he will be their God. He wants to reveal himself to them that he is their God. And he wants them to embrace him as their God. And also as part of this covenant that when they do that and as they are going to be faithful to the terms of this covenant, he will in turn fulfill the promises that he made to them. The promise of giving them a land. A land whereby he will display seven nations to give them a place to settle. A land flowing with milk and honey. To show to them that he is a promise giving and a promise keeping, a promise fulfilling God. And so here God is initiating and reminding and renewing this covenant once again right here while they are here at Moab. He had already made a covenant with them at Horeb. Now he is renewing the terms of the covenant, reminding them.
so that they will be well established well knowledgeable about what they ought to be doing in order for them to experience the blessing that comes through the keeping of this covenant as he is faithful he requires them to be faithful to him as well he's a god who loves us so much that he comes reaching out to us while we yet did not know him while we were the enemies of god yet he caused us to be his friends by reaching out to us and removing the barrier of sin by dying on the cross of calvary reached out to us that we will come into a relationship with him and by that relationship we can enjoy every blessing that he promised to his people the nation of israel and every promise that comes through the uh, through the scriptures as he gave to the to his people at different times at different places through different you know people through different prophets he spoke and he gave them his promises his word and every one of them are to be fulfilled in our lives and they will be fulfilled for sure and so you see here the emphasis that god is giving here is on the covenant that he made with them the covenant that they are a people who are set apart for him the covenant says that they are to be circumcised that implies that they are a people who are set apart a people who are different from the rest of the nations of the world they are his own people he wants to take full ownership of them he wants to pursue them in a manner like a person would go after his love and he loves them that way like a hen that gathers its chicks he goes after his people all the time repeatedly he sends the prophets he gave them the law he called them to follow him he called them by giving them a covenant and uh, he made a promise to them so that they will in turn respond and they will be faithful to him he wanted to you know lure them to himself and he did that time and time again but then even though they kept rejecting him over the years over the centuries you see him coming down and being born as a human being in the nation of israel in a jewish family and reaches out to his people first and through them to the nations of the world and right there as he comes to his people he comes and reveals his love and makes himself known his love known where they can feel and touch and know his love directly in person and they see the reality of his love as he dies on the cross and he rises again from the dead to redeem their souls and he comes reaching out to them and he speaks to them very kindly and gently calling them forth to follow him and he gives that invitation to everyone that they everyone who believe in him will experience the gift of eternal life and he offers these free gifts to them and he has extended that to us also graciously hallelujah this is who our god is this is his love this is a covenant that he makes with his people and so you see as he reminds them of how he has led them all through these years he speaks to them right from verse 2 saying your eyes have seen all that the lord has done to egypt to pharaoh the miracles the trials the wonders and how you know the 40 years that he has led them through and uh, and their their clothes did not wear out their sandals did not wear out and uh, you know they continue to uh, be blessed with all you know every blessing that they needed all through the way they 
uh, were winning over the enemies every time they faced an enemy god gave them the victory but ultimately he comes to the point and the, the central point that he makes there is in verse 9 which says carefully follow the terms of the covenant so that you may prosper in everything you do carefully follow the terms of the covenant so that you may prosper in everything you do it's important it's necessary that we come and align our lives to his terms god wants us to come on his turf and to play the game on his terms amen praise the lord this is his world and we need to and we are here in his world and he has created us in his own image he has created us with a purpose he has created us to extend his love to us and for us to have a relationship with him and so right here we need to remember that we are on his uh, you know in his world and and we are to function in his terms and anybody who will not align themselves to his terms will uh, uh, suffer the consequences of not aligning themselves to his terms but anybody who will align themselves to his terms and begin to function and operate and begin to play the game in his terms and begin to align themselves and keep the you know rules of the game you will begin to see that their lives will begin to win because he wants them to win hallelujah praise the lord and that's why when the enemy kingdoms come and rise up against his people and as he has initiated this covenant and wants them to keep keep the terms of the covenant and when the enemies come he brings a great victory gives them a great victory to show to them that he is a god who wants them to win hallelujah brother sister at the end of the day he wants you to win praise you lord hallelujah look at your neighbor and tell somebody you know he wants you to win <laughs> shake the hand of someone and says tell them he wants you to win praise god you will not be defeated you will not fail hallelujah your life will not become a failure you will not things will not fall apart and completely you know go beyond remedy amen hallelujah with god everything can be restored and that's exactly what joshua started up with this morning you know that god is going to restore things hallelujah you know he will build you up he is able to bring back the fallen pieces of your life and put you back together and help you to rebuild your lives and he will do that and all that we need to do is to come in terms of our to in in term you know come to terms with the terms of his covenant so that we will keep the covenant that we will continue to be faithful to him and he will work out everything for our good because he wants us to win at the end of the day he does not want us to lose he does not want us to fail he does not want us to you know become you know someone who will be uh, you know spoken upon as spoken about as someone who is you know totally lost everything you know god wants you to you know win he wants you to gain he wants you to you know receive all that you lost he wants you to take back all that the devil has stolen hallelujah the devil comes to steal kill and destroy and the devil wants to you know see us fail and that's what the devil wants to do he tries to defeat us in many ways but god wants us to win hallelujah and so he gives them this covenant and says you know follow my covenant and he initiates the terms of this covenant in verse 9 and he says so that you may prosper in everything you do hallelujah this is for everybody this is for the elders the chief men the elders the officials and all the people of israel even for those who are standing there and even for those who are not standing there that simply implies this is for everybody everybody everyone needs to align themselves to this covenant and everyone who does so is certainly going to be blessed 
and so we're going to look at you know number one the 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 emphasis of the covenant or the reality of the covenant we're going to go through and see what this covenant is all about we already read a portion of that let's read it again verse 10 onwards all of you standing here today in the presence of the lord your god your leaders the chief men your elders the officials and all the men of israel together with your children and your wives and the aliens living in your camps who chop your wood carry your water even the aliens look at that those who are serving the people of israel you are standing here in order to enter into a covenant with the lord your god a covenant the lord is making with you this day and sealing with an oath to confirm you this day as his people that he may be your god as he promised you and as he swore to your fathers abraham isaac and jacob and making this covenant with its oath not only with you who are standing here with us today in the presence of the lord your god our god but also with those who are not here today and so here he is making a covenant and he's going to seal it with an oath uh, you know god is sealing it with an oath where he will never turn back that's what it means taking an oath means that you know you're going to be faithful to it whatever be the cost whatever be the price that needs to be paid whatever it takes he's going to be faithful that's the nature of god he does not change like a man he's not a man to lie nor a son of man to change his mind the bible says he will he does not make up his mind slowly over a period of time and then you know begin to think oh what can be done right now he doesn't you know progressively think and then react to circumstances he has already made up his mind he has already planned everything everything is certain and clear for him there's nothing unclear there's no confusion in his mind he does not stumble upon things and then begin to wonder what can be done about it he's a god who is already planned and purposed in his heart what he is about to do and what he does stands hallelujah what he speaks stands still hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah there's no turning back there's no changing of mind there's no you know thing that he does you know after you know something goes wrong nothing goes wrong in his turf hallelujah everything is in order in his kingdom in his rule in his reign in this world everything is in his order as how he orders them and we don't understand most of the time because we don't see the big picture we don't see the end from the beginning but he sees the end from the beginning and he knows what he's doing and very often we are right here in the middle of this time and space and we wonder why this is happening and why that's not happening this way and that way and we are the people who get confused quite often but if we will just come to terms with the covenant and uh, commit ourselves to keep his covenant we can be rest assured that everything that he has promised and taken an oath to keep his covenant he will fulfill and his purpose is that we will prosper hallelujah yeah praise the lord amen so he says that if you are careful to keep the terms of this covenant you will prosper in everything you do and so we see here that the covenant that he makes with the ancient israel but not only that he comes again you know later on and he makes a covenant with david he makes a covenant you know with many of the patriarchs and then he comes and makes this new covenant new covenant that he initiates by his own blood where he says that you cannot keep the covenant by your good works you you fail to keep the covenant you fail to keep the expect my expectations my standards you fall short of it 
but he enters into time and space and he lives in this world and he suffers the temptations of this world that you and I face in this world but yet he lives without sin and he perfectly fulfills the law and because of that he dies on the cross and he rises again on the third day paying the penalty for our sins and delivering us from the failures that we have done we have gone through in our lives delivering us from the sinful past delivering us from the sinful nature and he comes and makes a new covenant with us by his own precious blood and we ought to embrace it just by faith hallelujah he has made it easy for us amen praise the lord hallelujah would you tell your neighbor hey it's easy now amen hallelujah it's easy now you know why because jesus himself said it's going to be easy from now how many of you know that it's made, he's made it easy for us they couldn't keep the law they had to sacrifice for every sin they did and they could not be perfect they kept failing but you know what jesus has made it easy now matthew chapter 11 and look at verse 28 and 29 Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 and 29 this is how he makes it easy he says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy my burden is light hallelujah here they were under the yoke of the traditions of men along with the law that god gave them and they were finding it very difficult to follow it and they kept failing they kept disobeying god they kept falling away from god and they kept straying away from god and uh, and every time they went away from god they suffered the consequences of failing to keep the covenant where god allowed them to go into captivity they allowed he allowed the enemy kingdoms to come and take over them he allowed them to be persecuted they died they suffered they went through drought famine they went through all kinds of things they went through wars and they you know suffered several injuries and they god sent plagues upon them diseases upon them he punished them several times so that he wanted them to repent and come back to keep the terms of the covenant but yet they failed but now he he knew he had this ancient plan he knew that they will not be able to keep it and he demonstrated that over the years and he showed that the people of Israel could not keep the covenant and he comes and makes another covenant with them making the old one obsolete he comes and makes a new covenant saying come to me believe in me and i will make you holy and righteous hallelujah he says i will clothe you with a garment of righteousness you know they were trying to clothe their sins and cover their sins with the blood of bulls and goats and they and right from adam you know adam began by you know uh, with adam you know god gave him a, a cloth a cloth the garment of 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 uh, animal skin and he clothed them because he sinned to show that man was exposed man was you know under condemnation and so god was just covering him up with this animal skin by shedding the blood of an innocent animal because without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins because the wages of sin is death and so for every sin you know a person has to suffer eternal damnation in hell but because the gift of jesus you know is eternal life through him and so he comes and redeems us from the curse of the law he comes and redeems us you know from the curse of sin he comes and redeems us from the yoke and the slavery of sin and he comes and freely gives us the gift of salvation and offers us a cleansing that comes by his own precious blood but then he comes and also says but there is a yoke that you are to carry 
There's a cross that you need to carry and that is to follow me. Be my disciple. And so that's the offer that he gives here in verse 28 and 29. Come to me all you who are weary and burdened. He's not talking about people who are, you know, burdened because, you know, their boss was too hard with them all through the last week. And so it was very difficult. So they got burdened. That's the kind of, you know, uh, sense for which we use the scriptures very often. But actually, the, the, the reason why Jesus was speaking this in the context, if you see, actually, is where they could not keep the law and they could not fulfill the terms of the covenant and they were failing and here God was calling them into a relationship with him if they will just believe in Jesus who is the redeemer of their souls you know they can be you know delivered from this wearisome you know grind of trying to fulfill the covenant and you know please God they could not please him enough you know for him to be satisfied they kept failing even if they broke one of the laws they broke all the laws and so they were never made perfect but by Jesus you and I can come into this position of becoming perfect hallelujah praise the Lord and so he calls them and he says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls you know they were restless trying to please God they were restless failing and they were restlessly you know offering these sacrifices and the blood of bulls and goats could not deliver them from sin forever they, it could not deliver them from the nature of sin it could not redeem them but yet Jesus comes and brings this new covenant with, to them and says for me yoke is easy and my burden is light you just follow be my disciple Love me. And he summed up all of the laws together in this one law. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And by this, this, is, this sums up all of the law and the prophets together. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He put it all in a simple way for us to follow so that we will be willing to follow him and take up our cross and follow him all the days of our lives. And his yoke is not burdensome. He has relieved us from the task of doing good works and by our works earning, you know, earning his salvation. By, but by his grace and through faith, we receive the free gift of salvation and we are not going to be condemned in hell. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is the covenant that God has made with us. Praise the Lord. And he made this by his own blood. It was a costly covenant that he paid the price. He paid the price for the covenant. We are not paying the price. Amen. Hallelujah. He has given it to us free of cost. But yet it is not cheap because it is free. Very often anything that is free is considered to be cheap but yet this gift of God this is not like the you know buy one get two you know at Sarona stores where you know where what you pay for the one actually you know you cover for the other two as well and then you know if you're paying 300 bucks for something and you thought you got two other free it hardly stands for even 30 days you know that's the kind of you know free things that we get those are also cheap ones sometimes but what jesus gave us is not free is not cheap hallelujah it's costly but it's free hallelujah that's how the covenant is he made his he made it with his own blood come with me to ephesians in chapter number two ephesians chapter number two and verses eight nine and ten Verses 8, 9, 10. For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith. 
how are we saved this is the definition of how we are saved we are saved by grace through faith by his grace by your faith and response to his grace you've been saved this is not from yourselves it is a gift of god hallelujah so realize this morning brother sister salvation is the greatest free gift that you and i have ever received the greatest free gift that ever mankind has ever been given is a gift of salvation hallelujah and not by works it used to be by works but no longer by works hallelujah there are unfortunately many people in their ignorance as they follow many kinds of faith and many belief systems in this world they have many practices of yearning their salvation by good works some of them do it by giving alms to the poor some of them do it by lighting candles some of them do it by giving you know uh, you know their body the, the parts of their body even after they die they give it off to some you know uh, somebody else they want to donate they make some donations so that by that they will attain salvation some of them do it by going to a place of worship at some place up in a mountain or by a river side they take a dip in a river and think that their sins will go away but doesn't go away they think that they if they go to a pilgrim spot you know even if you go to israel you know even if you go to the temple mount on the western wall and knock your head on the wall sins won't go it is saved we are saved by grace hallelujah amen praise the lord is simply by grace wherever we go whatever we might do you know any of our good works or any of our you know you know wearing ourselves down or beating up our bodies or starving ourselves thinking that these things will save us from sin will not save us what saves us is the grace of god hallelujah just believe that jesus died on the cross for me he loves me and he is gracious to me to forgive me my sins and believe in his finished work on the cross he died and rose again for me on the third day believe by believing in him you and i are saved hallelujah not by our works but yet look at this in verse 10 for we are god's workmanship created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do we are not saved by good works but we are saved by grace through faith but yet we are saved to do good works hallelujah good works are an outcome of our lives good works are the not the way of salvation amen hallelujah praise god and so this is the terms of the covenant you are saved by grace the covenant is that he has extended to us his love and to be forgiven he has given us his grace and he reached out to us come to me he gives us an open invitation with no conditions he says come learn from me and you just have to come and and fall into his hands and say yes lord i give my life in your hands and he saves us but not it doesn't end there but goes on from there to say that you are saved to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do It was his ancient plan for us to do certain good works. He has a purpose for our lives. He wants us to live out good lives and do good works. And this is his purpose that we will live this life that will reflect him that by our good works the people around us will know that we are his children and they will glorify the father in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. By your good deeds they will know that you are his children you are his disciples and they will come to follow jesus and look at this you know we are called to do good works and these are the terms of the covenant that he wants us to align to 
Take it by faith that you are forgiven of your sin. Come into your life to Jesus and he will forgive you of your sin. He will wash you and cleanse you with his precious blood. You can't earn his salvation by your good works. But he gives you a free gift of salvation. And by good works that you glorify his name. By your good works and good deeds that you draw people to him. That's what he calls us into. But look at also, you know, in Romans chapter 11. And verses 26 to 32. Romans chapter 11 verses 26 to 32. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness away from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them. When I take away their sins. This he already promised. Way back in the time of Isaiah, 800 years before Jesus was born. This is a promise that God gave to the people of Israel. That the Redeemer will come and he will make a covenant with them. He will turn godliness, godlessness away from Jacob and he will take away their sins. Hallelujah. But now watch this. In verse 28 onwards. As far as the gospel is concerned, they are enemies on your account. But as far as election is concerned, they are loved on account of the patriarchs. You see, when the gospel came, when Jesus came, they rejected the gospel. The people of Israel rejected the gospel. And so the gospel went over to the Gentiles. We are the Gentiles. We are known, you know, is Jewish people, the people of Israel. And because of their rejection of the gospel, the gospel opened up, was opened up for all the nations. And that was God's plan. But they rejected and their rejection meant that our acceptance, that the gospel was extended to us and we would accept him. But as far as election is concerned, because of the patriarchs, he chose them. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you know, he chose them to reveal himself to them and through them to the nations of the world. Because of his election, because of his choice, because he loved them first for his purpose, he still wants them to come to him. They still stand, they are still loved. For God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. Hallelujah. He extended the gift you know, of the covenant to them. He extended the promises to them. He extended his kingdom to them. He extended, you know, his love to them. And those are not reversed. He still loves them, the people of Israel. Even, even though they rejected him. Even though they were, you know, like enemies. But yet, verse 30, just as you were at once, at one time disobedient to God, have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience. So they too have now become disobedient in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound all men over the disobedience so that he may have mercy on them all. Hallelujah. We all were once disobedient. But because we were all disobedient, like the people who were of Israel who were disobedient. And so the mercy of God came to the Gentiles. And now we were not the great obedient people who superior to them. We were also disobedient just like them. Because all came under disobedience. Mercy has come to all. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God that he was merciful to us even though we were disobedient. When the first man, Adam and Eve were disobedient, they were banished from their presence. But even though we were disobedient because the second Adam, Jesus came, even though we were disobedient, he came and he received us to himself and had mercy on us and did not banish us away. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you understand the significance of the covenant that Jesus made with us? Hallelujah. The first man, Adam and Eve, they were banished from the presence of God. They were sent out from the Garden of Eden. 
but here jesus comes and brings us in has mercy even though we were also disobedient you know we were also in sin but yet he has mercy on us and he brings us through the garden he went through the garden of gethsemane and then he takes us into the city hallelujah he moves us he moved them from the garden and he takes us into the city of god where we will be with him in the new jerusalem forever and ever because jesus loves every one of us in spite of our disobedience this is a covenant he offers and he wants us to respond now the second thing that i want to point out quickly is that every action has a consequence our disobedience will have a consequence and so we need to be watchful it does not mean that we can keep continuing in our disobedience and we will have no consequences it does not mean that we can reject his love and not follow and keep his covenant and we will continue to receive you know his blessings it doesn't mean that he me it means that he extends us his love so that we will be saved but the moment you are saved he wants us to live the way he wants us to live he wants us to learn from him he wants us to be his disciples he wants us to follow him he wants us to follow his teaching that's what he gave to the people of israel he gave to the nation of the nations of the world and you see that if they will keep the covenant they will be prosperous in everything they do and the same way if we will also keep the covenant there is a consequence the consequence is that he will continue to prosper us in every way there is a direct connection between our faithfulness to the covenant and the blessings that will come upon us hallelujah there's a direct connection between our faithfulness to the covenant the love that he has extended to us and the way we love him back and the way we follow him the way we obey and follow his teachings and the way we continue to operate to the terms of his covenant that has a direct impact on our blessings the way god will bless us and so it's necessary for us to continue to follow and keep the covenant turn with me back to deuteronomy and chapter 30 and quickly let's read verses 1 to 5 deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 1 to 5 when all these blessings and curses i have set before you come upon you and you take them to heart wherever the lord your god disperses you among the nations and when you and your children return to the lord your god and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul according to everything your god everything that i command you today then the lord your god will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you even if you have been banished to the most distant land under the heavens from there the lord your god will gather you and bring you back he will bring you to the land that he belonged that belonged to your fathers and you will take possession of it he will make you more prosperous and numerous than your fathers he will bring you back if you come back when you return to the lord you know after all the suffering that the people of israel would go through because they went away from keeping the covenant while they would stray away and god will banish them but when they turn to the lord he will bring them back again hallelujah he will bring them back to the land he will restore and be faithful to the covenant once again and he will fulfill his promises to them once again and not only that he will also he will also give them the blessing of you know what he promised to their forefathers making them prosperous and numerous but he will do that even more than he did to their fathers hallelujah praise the lord he continues to you know bless them even as they would return to them 
and so even this morning if we have fallen away from the covenant if we have strayed away from the covenant if we have not been faithful to the covenant that we made with god we can come back to him this morning we can restore our relationship with him once again we can come back and fall at his feet and say lord i'm willing to be faithful to you i want to choose to follow you and that's the offer that he gives to us this morning he wants us to make us make that choice if we want to continue to follow him if we want to continue to seek him if we want to continue to be faithful to him you know he would bless us he wants us to make that good choice this morning in verse 11 onwards in chapter 30 now what i am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach it is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will up ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us as we may obey nor is it beyond the sea that you may have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it no the word is very near you it is in your mouth and it is in your heart so may you may obey it hallelujah because the lord said i will put my laws and my statutes in their hearts and their minds hallelujah when he makes his new covenant with them he tells in hebrews the writer of hebrews says he will put their laws in their hearts and their minds it is already written in the tablets of our heart when he gave the law the first time he wrote it on stone tablets but now the law of god has been inscribed in our hearts hallelujah it's ingrained into our very being while we know what is good and evil we have the capacity to know what pleases god and what does not please him and so we are in a place where we can make the right choice to discern between good and evil amen by the reading of scriptures by the conviction of the holy spirit by the word of god that has been imprinted in our hearts while we made that covenant with him he wrote the law of god in in our hearts even as he gave the covenant and gave it on stone tablets it's now in our hearts and you and i know it very well and the spirit leads us to all truth the anointing upon us itself teaches us all things hallelujah and so now we are at a place where we know what is good what is evil what is right what is wrong and so god wants us to you know he we is not you know left the law somewhere where we have to search out and find what god wants from us but we have it deep within us the word is right within you it is in your mouth in your heart so you may obey it and so he goes on to say in verse 15 see i set before you today life and prosperity death and destruction for i command you today to love the lord your god to walk in his ways to keep his commands decrees and laws that you may live and increase and the lord your god will bless you in the land you are entering to possess hallelujah and so there is a great consequence for keeping the law of god you know blessing and prosperity will come and you will live and increase blessing will flow out of our lives you will prosper you will increase you will grow you will progress you will prosper in everything it all happens as a consequence of being faithful to the covenant the consequence of our sin will haunt us will hurt us will harm us you will only be, you will only end up beginning to hate yourself for who you are because of what you have done that's a way sin leads us that's a consequence of sin that's a road to sin that's a path of sin that's a road that will take us as we go into sin as we displease god many, many of us many of those which cannot be undone you know many of the actions many of the things that cannot be undone you know will have its maximum effect for a whole lifetime and even for generations to come because Jesus made his new covenant for us because we can be forgiven and we can be restored once again even this morning 
you and i will not suffer the consequences of those wrong doings hallelujah you released from those bondages you released from the destructive power of sin you released from the destructive work of the curses that come because of sin hallelujah we released from them all and when we return to the lord he restores us restores our heart restores our soul restores our mind restores our well being hallelujah makes us to live makes us to thrive and also he will cause us to be prosperous and when we turn to the lord he will do all of this if you read continue to read verses 6 to 10 in the same chapter the hearts of your the, the lord your god will circumcise your hearts the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart with all your soul and live this he's talking about the new covenant verse 6 the lord your god will circumcise your hearts it was in the old covenant where they circumcised physically it was a physical circumcision but then he's talking about a time to come in the generations to come they will be circumcised in their hearts and what will happen the descendants will be circumcised in their hearts so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live the lord your god will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you you see what happens brother sister you you are a person who is circumcised in your heart so anybody touches you touches the apple of his eye and so your enemies will be persecuted anybody who hates you will be persecuted god will take them to task hallelujah because you are a covenant person look at the way the 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 game changes hallelujah this is how the game happens this is how you begin to win when you are committing yourself to the terms of the covenant this is the kind of consequences you will begin to see and this is the way you will begin to conquer and this is a great great conquest that god is speaking about you will again look at verse 7 the lord your god will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you you will again obey the lord your the lord and follow his commands i am giving you today you will again obey hallelujah there's no, the, the time has come now we have all begun to obey we no longer as nations as a whole people group we are not rejecting god but the gospel has come to the gentiles and here we are receiving the gospel and we are coming to terms of the covenant we are committing ourselves to the covenant in the waters of baptism that is what baptism was all about responding to the covenant and making a covenant with god and the blessings of the covenant begin to follow and begin to flow into our lives and you see we begin to win In verse number 7 the Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you you will again obey the Lord and follow all his commands and giving you today then the Lord your God will make you most prosperous in all the work of your hands and the fruit of your womb the young of your livestock the crops of your land the Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous just as he delighted in your fathers If you obey the Lord your God and keep his commands and decrees that are written in this book of the law and turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul hallelujah the Lord will again take delight in you God has taken delight in us hallelujah do you believe that God delights in me hallelujah in the midst of our failures in the midst of our weaknesses in the midst of our sin in the midst of our rebelliousness in the midst of our disobedience but yet he has come to love us and made a covenant with us and and tells us there is a consequence to the covenant the consequence to the covenant is a conquest 
if you will fulfill the terms of the covenant if you will come in alignment to the covenant hallelujah you and i are not called to keep the covenant by good works and earn god's favor and then we will win no we just have to receive it by faith but he has called us to do good works as a result of our salvation and the change of the way of life that we are no longer living by the world but we're living by the principles of christ and we begin to do good works which come as an outcome of the way of life that we have adopted because he has adopted us as his own children hallelujah because of this adoption that we have become now his children we have come into a relationship with him and so his nature begins to flow as a father loves his children as a father you know not only uh, designates or uh, you know gives or imparts the inheritances of material things of this world to his generations to his children but as a father who has created us in his own image again reshapes us reforms us and makes us into another pot makes us into another new person if any man is in christ he's a new creation the old is gone the new has come the new image of christ has come upon us and so now we need to come and believe hallelujah brother sister many of you have been saved many of you have even been baptized but you're still living like you're living in the old covenant somehow trying to earn god's favor beating up yourself down somehow trying hard and miserably failing and thinking what's going wrong with me i've never been able to you know please god in my life i want you to know a good news this morning that he has made it easy for you hallelujah hallelujah to come and just believe and receive the rest for your soul be restful in the truth that he has accepted you that you are loved that you are his child hallelujah praise the lord you don't have to beat yourself down you don't have to starve yourself you don't have to suffer so that you can earn god's love and favor but he calls us to take up our cross and follow him amen he wants us to continue to follow his word and his teachings and live according to the way would that would be pleasing to him but that happens by loving him first and everything is in his love hallelujah the more we love him the more we would hate what he hates hallelujah the more you love him the more you begin to hate what he hates you naturally begin to please him them naturally begin to live a life that is worthy of his calling hallelujah praise the lord unworthy as we were but he has now made us worthy and we need to receive that fact we need to believe in it hallelujah praise the lord amen don't doubt it the devil will sow seeds of doubt the devil is the accuser of the brethren he will bring accusations from the past and say you're not good enough he's the holy god he will not receive you he will not accept you he will reject you no that's not true that's not right that's from the voice of the devil he loves you just the way you are hallelujah praise the lord he loves you he has accepted you he and but we he wants us to keep the the covenant so that we will be blessed hallelujah he wants us to follow him and do the good works live out the good life that he wants us to live by loving him first and loving one another and thereby we fulfill the law hallelujah praise the lord and there as a consequence of that he gives us a great conquest 
you begin to be a conqueror that's why paul said i am more than a conqueror who can bring an accusation against me let's read it and close in romans chapter 8 hallelujah praise the lord romans chapter 8 and read verses 31 or in fact from 28 we normally use verse 28 for when something bad happens we say oh all things work together for good them that love god were called according to his purpose but the context here is about being chosen as his children you know we know that on all things god works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose calling to be his children to have come into a covenant with him for those god foreknew he was also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son you see that we have been now conformed to the likeness of his son hallelujah now you will no longer have the image of the devil but you have the image of jesus his son hallelujah the image of god upon man was marred when adam sinned and he was banished from the garden of eden but now that image of god upon man has been restored hallelujah praise god amen that's why we are not banished we've been received and the image we are conformed to the likeness of his son that he might become the firstborn among many brothers and those he predestined he also called those he called he justified those he justified he glorified you've been justified you've been called you've been glor- justified you've been glorified also talking about you and us verse 31 what then shall we say in response to this if god is for us who can be against us this is not talking about some neighbor who is against you read with me to understand who are they you know who can be against us talk who are the who 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 is the who to whom is it referring the who you know read it verse 32 he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will you not also along with him graciously give us all things who will bring any charge against those whom god has chosen that is the who huh? come back to verse 31 what then shall we say in response to this if god is for us if he has justified us if, that he is not mad at us that he is not angry with us he is not rejecting us that god is for us you know who can be against us in other words who is the one who can accuse us that's what we see in verse 30 33 who will bring any charge against those whom god has chosen it is god who justifies who is he that condemns christ jesus who died more than that who was who was raised to life is at the right hand of god and is also interceding for us who shall separate us from the love of christ because there's nobody to accuse us nobody can separate us hallelujah it is accusation that will separate us from god it is sin that separates us from god and the accusation of the sin that separates us from god but now that we have been justified we have been glorified we have been now conformed to the image of his son jesus hallelujah no longer we have upon us any accusation that can ever stand so god who if god is for you who can be against you i want you to know god is for you and why should you be against you 
many of us are against ourselves we hate ourselves for what we have done we hate ourselves for what we have done you don't have to hate yourself hallelujah you don't have to hate yourself for what has happened to you he has justified you god is for you not against you hallelujah he is not mad at you we always have this picture of an angry big god up in heaven with a long cane standing with that angry face you saw on that screen you know waiting when we will falter and then immediately he's going to whip us that's why you know when we braked hard on that road we had a long skid but thankfully we didn't fall he was just warning us that the next time we do this mistake next morning we're going to have a crash god is not angry mad you know gruesome cruel one who's always waiting to find fault and waiting when he can take us to task when he can knock us on our head sami kutiro who can bring an accusation against us who will bring any charge against those whom god has chosen it is god who justifies verse 34 who is he that condemns christ jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of god is also interceding for us who shall separate us from the love of christ shall trouble or hardship persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake we face death death all day long we are considered as sheep to this to be slaughtered known all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us you may have ups and downs in life but yet you are more than a conqueror hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah because you've been justified you've been loved and so you enjoy a position of being a conqueror over everything whether it is danger or famine or drought or pain or suffering or good things or bad things whatever may happen you're always in a position of being a conqueror very often we think the moment something goes wrong we think that we probably sin so badly that we lost our salvation you're so afraid that we lost our salvation so every now and then we are trying to get saved and some people are also trying to get baptized some have got baptized two three times they think that the waters in india is not good enough sometimes they try it at jordan also 25 dollars there for that white robe hallelujah the moment you are forgiven you are forgiven forever hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah be rest rest assured and confident in the fact that i am forgiven and there is no accusation against me ever hallelujah let's experience that freedom the moment you experience that freedom that comes in his name it comes through his finished work on the cross you come to a position of being a real conqueror hallelujah he who touches you will touch the apple of his eye the curses that are to come upon you will come upon those enemies hallelujah and anybody who tries to harm you will be persecuted by god himself 
And that's why Apostle Paul says in Thessalonians, anybody who troubles you, he will trouble them. Hallelujah. You're a conqueror, brother. Sister, you're a conqueror. Amen. Praise the Lord. But let's continue to keep the terms of the covenant and play the game according to the rules that he has set for us and follow him because remember always you are in his turf. Amen. But the good thing is the good news is that you're always on the winning side. Amen. Hallelujah. You're always on the winning side. Praise the Lord. God bless you.